I am Andrew Lucas. That's what I love. Mr. Mallard. Uh, Join me as always, uh, Mr. Chief of Morale himself, Bud Copeland. Bud, how are you this evening before we So the point being is, good golfers are a fucking dime a dozen, and we saw it in full swing with the line of demarcation between. Here, are you ready, Bud? Are you ready for the players? Are you ready to make money? Are you ready to try to beat me? I didn't do my homework this week. Well, if there's one thing true, I know that it's Bud's been doing his homework because we have been crushing it with our picks recently here on the Divots and Pivots show. Welcome in, everybody. Tuesday night, as always, on the Fantasy Sports Corporation, kicking off Tea Time Tuesday. And it's major week. Which means, as always, the major guest with the major, not guest, the major co-host, sorry, it's called Drew, I guess, I apologize, with the major storylines, as always, next to me here, Bud Copeland. What's up, my man? I can't tell if there's, like, actual battles going on upstairs, or (laughs) it's tough, dude. Toddlers, toddlers, toddlers cruising towards three, and she's all sorts of, oh, takes right after her mother um, <laughs> just full of piss and vinegar stubborn as hell it's 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 karmic but yeah. then there's moments where i'm wondering do i need to get up there no you are right masters is over it is another major championship uh pga back at oak hill oh yeah it's been what 10 years since they've been there something like that yeah and i was years. just reading earlier i think it's safe to actually come back to to life i was reading earlier i mean this is a whole new golf course though 2019 was a major overhaul uh yes. and it's kind of restored some of the i guess the original the original donald ross bunkers or whatever the hell that kind of stuff means uh but all i know is it's it's beefy and they did take out a lot of trees because they had to make room for uh basically all the show that comes with a major championship you're going to have you know yeah. tens of thousands of people there every day hospitality tents you know the pga tour and that whole that whole setup because people got to remember the pga tour originally was you know part of the pga it was all one thing and then the touring pros kind of spun off in a i'm not going to say live-esque uh you know gesture but they uh they decided they needed to go make more money and you know actually compete but we also see 20 of those pga uh, teaching pros, I guess you would call them in the field this week, the top 20 finishers at the PGA championship, or I think they say the PGA club pro championship. It's had like five different names. Uh, so they'll be out there this week. I like this because I was just saying right before we got on it, they've really been hammering this home. Whoever sprinkled this out, this out there in the, uh, the internet world uh, did a good job because this is the only major that is only for the pros, solely for the pros. And I think there's something to that given its tradition because 1916 was the first PGA championship, but we all know that major championship golf had been around for 50 years at that point. You know, I think the first, the first open championship was the mid 1860s. And up until this time, it was looked, it was frowned upon to be a professional golfer. If you were a touring pro or, you know, you played for money, you were an exhibitionist, you weren't a true gentleman of the game. So there was a, there was a gravitas kind of lacking in the professional field until I love this freaking name, Rodman Wanamaker. 
And that's what the Watermaker, Watermaker Trophy is named after. Also, the first guy got not just a trophy, but a big old diamond. I don't, they don't hand those out anymore, but they get fat-ass checks. Rodman Wanamaker was the heir of a, furn a furniture department store family. And I guess he was enthralled with the game. He invited some folks out to some – it's like the why – oh, it's going to drive me nuts. Where is it? Waikagil? <laughs> W-Y-K-A-G-Y-L. The Waikagil Country Club uh, in New Rochelle, New York. And they had a conversation. Mm -hmm. They said, all right, let's make some things official. Bada bing, bada boom. We have another major championship. Now, I, I don't think it carried the weight that we give it originally, you know, given where it kind of came from. But in the early days, it was uh, it was match play. And Walter Hagen famously won five. Jack has five as well. Tigers got four in a couple of a couple of close calls, most recently when Brooksy went back to back. But Walter Hagen was that we've talked about this before on the show. He was the king of the gimme. That's how he got a lot of his mm -hmm. PGAs is early in these match play matches. He would just give his opponent pretty much anything, especially if it was just for a half. And then when they would be coming down to the back nine, you just make them put everything out and nerves kick in. They haven't had as many strokes. And uh, that was kind of one of his secrets to success. So I'm looking forward to hearing about what your secrets to success are this week. How are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing about as well as my right your eye. Your eye looks right awful. It's, For it looks those of you who awful. listen to this later, oh it looks like you got stung by a bee. And and, and I, I wish I could even know what it is. It, it feels like there's something under my eyelid. And it keeps move like moving if I try to like get it out, and I can't. I haven't been able to see it yet. I can't get it out. And my it's just oh, it's so frustrating. But yes, uh, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't spend much time on the TikToks. Uh, not like you and my roommate, but I. I <laughs> we might get an Instagram reel because I'm 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 old as uh, you know old af as the kids used to say. Yeah. Uh, but it was every every New Englander this time of year. <laughs> The pollen's real. And then, you know, whatever extracurriculars you got going on. No, uh, are you pumped for this week? Talk to me about the PGA I, Championship. What is your perspective on this? Where does it sit in your world of golf in your brain? So, unfortunately, like you alluded to, in my world of golf, when it comes to the majors, it's definitely the the forgotten one. I don't want to say forgotten one, but it's, you know, the Masters is the first. It's the big. It's, it's own, you know, the Masters is the Masters. Uh, the U.S. Open, same thing. The the Open Championship, you know, going over to, to Europe. Like, that's all got its own thing. The PGA Championship just kind of – I hate to say it, but it does just kind of exist. But now that it's – we now have a few years under our belt of it, being earlier in the year now, being sandwiched in between the Masters and the U.S. Open, uh, I think it's about time we do start looking at it a little bit differently with more respect because i think the players are going to start as well not that the players never got up for this tournament before like i'm not saying that they got it's a major they got up for it no, um, I, I get what you're saying i mean like tennis has the australian open you know there's wimbledon the front we were also western centric and yeah and, and you know anglo-american centric uh but yeah no your your, your point's valid and i was actually just going to say i i mean run the take back i was chirping about how the masters is the best you know it, because look at this leaderboard and it's such a an elite group of champions and yeah. we got a big ass field. I think it's 155, 156 players when it's maxed out. And if you look at how, you know, how these folks get here, there are some ceremonial spots. We saw that John Daly, because when cool. you win, you're there for life. We saw Phil with his slick back hair, you know, chatting, Colin Morikawa up. I would yeah. love to know. Actually. Yeah. I, the voyeur and me would love to know how Phil's being received <laughs> this time, because remember the masters, it was all, 
He didn't say shit. He's yeah. out there schmoozing. He's posing. And I think he's doing it, you know, to, to thumb his nose at the PGA tour, honestly. And I don't blame him for it when you got to take your shots when they're, when they come in front of you. Mm-hmm. But you know, they, the, the top 70, basically in the FedEx cup points they're in, I mean, really they call it the PGA championship points ranking, but it's pretty much the FedEx cup points. Uh, the last two Ryder cups, all the past PGA champions, we talked about the top 20 at the club pro. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, this might actually be the most quote unquote elite field in professional golf, uh, save maybe the players championship, because I think sure. basically the players championship is kind of like this qualification, but only touring pros. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm going to agree with myself that I think we need sure. to start giving this thing a little bit more love sadly though. And I think this is just, you know, speculation. They'll figure this out, but I was reading that, uh, this might be the last time it's going to be in any of these Northern courses for quite some time because the weather it's just, it, it's oh. almost too chilly. It might be thirties and forties in some of these mornings when these guys are warming up out there and people are talking about it. it but then again, shut up. Rochester is not crazy far from we are right now um so they but the morning's out it's been nice up here right now give it a chance golfers come on it's been nice it's on the great lakes it's really cold it sucks <laughs> actually it's not on the great lakes i'm thinking of um buffalo i was gonna say i didn't uh, think it was that close to the lakes but <laughs> I, know. I taught world <laughs> geography all right not u.s geography let's get with it though you posed an interesting question because there are yes. some unique things about the pga championship such as your first dividend pivot yeah, so the divot and pivot. Hold on, divot and pivot. That's the name of the show. The name of the segment is divot or pivot. Yes, you nailed it. Now, yeah, no, because this is this is the only tournament where the the golfers are allowed to use rangefinders. So my question is kind of two part in that in your own game, are you in an in or divot or pivot on using a rangefinder? And second, should this just be allowed blanketed across the tour or is it fine to just use it sparingly once or twice here and there? Because I don't have one. I've actually never used one myself on the course. Now it's I've probably used like for your game. yeah, probably because my no, I'm, I'm really serious. Don't matter honestly. <laughs> I, I hit them so inconsistently. I need. I, need I, I mean, I'm. I'm still. I have not pulled mine out yet <clears throat> this season. I do have one. I do believe in them. Uh, they're great, especially not just for pin seeking. I mean, it can, you know, what is it to carry that bunker over there? How far away is that tree that, you know, sure. that I gotta, I gotta stay under. Um, I mean, most of all, yeah, it's, you know, you, how far am I from the hole, but then people forget, you're not trying to fly it there as an amateur. You need to take five, 10 yards off. And this is me speaking to myself. I had a couple yeah, of these yeah. shots last week where I flew it pin high and it just rolled right off the bat. Couldn't get up and yeah. down. It was a very, very, very sad time in my life. Uh, so yeah, I use one. I don't use it all the time. As a matter of fact, right now I'm just I'm, I'm relying on the USGA app, the GIN app, because it also yeah. has the it also has the laser maps for the greens, the heat maps, which does help when you're planning out shots and where do you want to land the ball? Will it roll there? Which is another good point because that that could just replace the rangefinder. It, it it essentially has in, yeah. because you know I'm again I'm not trying to throw darts I'm just going middle green front green back green like where am yeah. I trying to finish it so then if I'm if I if I the pins in the middle anything outside of a wedge I'm thinking trying to like land it five yards shorter yep. so anyways yes I own one I like that they can use them this week um I don't see you know there's there's people out there they just outlawed those laser books for the uh, for the tour right. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they they have they have to go back to having their own, you know, whatever topographical maps they have. But they yeah. they used to have those like down to the whatever tenth degree of tilt, and 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 it was really useful. And you know, they got rid of that. I don't understand that kind of stuff handicapping these guys. Like, why not just let them use all the tools at their disposal as long as it's not slowing the game up? Um, let them use it. I say let them use it and let these guys see how low they can go. I mean, the game continues to develop, uh, and they're going to keep making these courses harder and longer. And I do think that we're going to start seeing some sunsets on <clears> – I mean, it happens all the time – old venues. I mean, hell – the Donald Ross course at French Lick that hosted mm-hmm. a PGA back in like the early 1930s. That's not a, it's not a championship caliber golf course by any modern definition. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very nice course and Donald Ross greens and all that kind of stuff. But the Pete Dye course out there is exactly what I'm talking about. It's a next generation, you know, with the same kind of feel. And so I, I think when you and I are still kicking, we're going to see some, some of these Tiger Woods design courses, um, I really wish Michael Jordan would get into it and have Grove 23 <laughs> host one, but yeah. mark my words, he's going to lobby hard to get, get a Ryder cup there. There are few non-golf professionals in the world, you know, you know, big fans of the game that are bigger fans than Michael Jordan. Uh, you know, it, it, and he's always at the Ryder cups. He's all, you know, with chomping his cigar, <laughs> wearing those stupid ass hats backwards. Um, but I would love to see a Ryder cup at Grove, Grove 23 or slaughterhouse 23 as ricky told us they call it <laughs> oak hill hosted yeah. a Ryder cup in 95 i loved us i saw a quote earlier from sevy where he said you know he's like i took out more you know more turf than anything else i didn't win a point for my turn <laughs> for my tournament or for my team uh but also speaking of international players gary player his opinion I, why is he He's really just trying to piss off the Augusta National Green Jackets. Because did you see what he said this week? I didn't. I know. I missed it. What did he say? Oh, I love the PGA. Great championship. And I don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. for some bullshit tee shot. (laughs) Did he really? And I mean, I'm... (laughs) Whether he said bullshit or stupid, I can't remember. But still. But the sentiment is the same. So I'm stupid. One of the biggest honors in golf, I think. And, you know, you're lucky to, you know, still be doing it. That said, I don't know the man personally, and maybe he's just a brash guy. And and people who people who know him would be like, "That's Gary, you know, straight shooter." Yeah, little bit of breaking news just hit my phone here, golf related. Uh, Talk to me, Goose. You'll probably know this name more than I, and I, I'm going to mess up the name, the pronunciation here. Uh, Marlene Haggy Vossler. Died 89 years old, won 26 times on the LPGA Tour, and was inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame in 20, uh, 2002. Rip. I didn't know if you knew the name. I, I don't. Not. I don't know personally, but you. I know you sometimes have those uh, random uh, historical facts, even from you know from the LPGA as well. So, well, Spork Shirley Spork is probably my favorite LPGA name. Uh, and she was one of the original 13 founders. And that's what I was just looking up. If I don't think Marlene was, otherwise they would have mentioned that in there. Uh, but like Patty yeah. Berg, Babe Saharius and Shirley yeah. Spork there. There's a wonderful documentary called the founders. Uh, we should do a book club style screening of that. That'd be fun. Screening. We, can go, through, we can go through some of those, uh, that list we did a while back of the greatest golf movies of all time that we didn't even know of as well. We'll mix those in there. I've Phantom of the Open. Did stuff. You, did I you haven't watch it? I haven't watched it yet, but it's, it's still in my head to do that. Movie. It's fun. It's, it, it is, is fun. Still there. Um, so the other information I guess we can talk about this week is 
the only Ro- other thing. No, there's there's more. But Ro- but Rory McIlroy had was asked about Liv this week and uh, told he would no longer be commenting on the Live Tour. That's fair. Oh, it's definitely fair. But seeing how outspoken he was before and how he was kind of leading that charge, do you think this is more of the PGA just laying down its arms and going to push forward as that do their thing, their thing only, and worry about that only? Or is this Rory, just from a personal standpoint, getting his focus back on just playing golf himself? Both. I think, I mean, you talk about Jay Moynihan hasn't commented on this in forever. I mean, he, he, yeah. he even went as far as to be like, listen, we issued statements about that last year. We're moving on. We're doing our thing, blah, 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 blah. Like, I think that's just kind of it. I don't think anybody got to him. Maybe he just decided I'm going back to golf. If you also yeah. saw um, Tiger, Tiger sent him a little text and said, hey, buddy, you know, and he noticed something in his swing when he was watching the Wells Fargo. So Rory mm-hmm. just spent some time at the Godfather's house. Uh, maybe, maybe that was part of their conversation too, where he's like, and just move on, just get, you know, get the fuck yeah. back with it. Like you only have so many years left doing this, you know, stay focused. You've done your, you know, and he's, he, he's done his job. He's been that standard bear. You know, he won when the, when the tour needed him to win. And then he came out and he said what he said, um, DJ coming off of a win on live. I, I, I think that's going to be a sneaky, sneaky guy to keep an eye on. Uh, and I will say that, you know, part of the fun of this, of a major championship week is having those live guys back uh, there. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I uh, I'm going to, instead of shit on Dan Rappaport, I'm going to you know praise his Monday rap. Uh, I was, I was listening to him talk because I do. I, I love the guys writing his <coughs> opinions. I, I like his takes. He's, he, they're thought out. Uh, sure. You know, he, he does a good job. So, and he was making a good point earlier where uh, live is basically just a handful of really good golfers. And that's, you know, that's fine. They're they're There's not a whole lot to the individual game. They literally are trying to sell team team golf mm-hmm. as an idea. And it does sure. feel forced. And I didn't even know they were, pl- I haven't turned, I haven't tuned in in at all this season because to his point, there's no story there. I mean, he's like the only positive is if you're a golf junkie just for sheer watching highlights. Yeah. They show a lot of golf shots. Okay, cool. The, the team yep. concept is, is overplayed. The announcers feel like they're forcing it. All they're talking about is what a great energy and what a great vibe. Okay. And then, so the idea that they're going to be able to sell these teams and make up, that's where they're going to try to make their billion dollars or whatever they put into these salaries back it's just wild to me. And I do yep. think that these contracts are going to run out and these guys are just going to try to come back to the PGA tour. Um, which I don't think it's, have to. <laughs> yeah. It, and it'll, and it'll be, yeah, it'll be whatever it is, but I do like that, you know, getting some of these names back because I enjoy watching Cam Smith sit there and drain 25 footers all day. I love seeing DJ. He's just a freak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Phil's always great to have around, you know, for, for shits and giggles. So, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, we can we can call a truce for a week, but I don't even know if it's a truce. To your point, I think everybody's just kind of like, all right, we're done with it because we're going to yeah. blink and <clears throat> it's going to be spring 24 and we're going to have the indoor golf league going on Monday nights. And then all of a sudden I it, it won't be too long before there there will be an extra team event like kind of thrown in there. We already have two of them in the season. I think they'll try to I think they will try to maybe kind of figure out if there is anything worth plugging at there. But no, to your point, I think it's just all right. Back to work, and we're gonna we're gonna do our thing. Yeah, it does feel like most of the <clears throat> the division narrative is now only being pushed by trolls 
really. It, it seems like everyone's kind of backed off now. We haven't heard much from the players themselves. Um, might not even be trolls, might be bots. I saw a headline earlier where oh. Chief of Morale over here, like 50% <laughs> of web traffic right now is being driven by bots. Oh, really? Yeah, that means the dozen. That means, like, that means like half of the two dozen people watching us right now aren't even people. It's like <laughs> half of a computer processing chip just tuned in because, you know, we said it a couple keywords early on and it latched onto it. It's a really sad world. Well, and if, if when you are watching this on Rumble, because we, we stream to Rumble as well, and you're just catching us slightly later than our normal time, we apologize. This some sort of issue with the fire the intern the show getting to rumble right now it's all set up it's just not working right so at some point it is going to be uh the full recording will be over there so if you listen to us now on there thank you for gra- listening to us anyways and uh sorry for the time not being spot on at eight o'clock as it all who are is. you talking to oh that's right we're live but when they are listening that's why i'm when they do get to listen i apologize sorry. that they had to catch it later i'm not Come focused on. that's okay that's okay uh, and before we get into uh, all of this week's uh, picks, because, look, we crushed it last week. Not only did we uh, – so I think both of our head-to-head lineups had five or six uh, make the cut. Um, but for the most most of the picks that we had on, on the show as a whole made the cut, including both of us saying Jason Day would win. Uh, and what he does, he do, he goes out there and, and crushes it. Uh, so happy to see him back in the winner's circle. So, yeah. Uh, we're going to try to pick this week's winner as well, but that Listen, does. Sorry, go ahead. Before you go any further, not only not only did we crush it, and I appreciate you saying we there, Goose, because it was a good week. That Jason Day pick launched me six spots up in my other league's playoff yes. ranking. I'm back in the chase, seventy five percent. So I think something like twenty of the twenty six people had Scheffler. I had Day, only one. So. Shouts for you kids listening. I'm raising the roof. And what Um, what we like to say on the show, that is leverage, my friend, leverage, ownership, leverage, ownership. Uh, So yeah, it was a good (laughs) week. And, and and it's because I trusted the numbers. I I didn't try to outsmart myself. Now some tough calls coming up here. I will tell you the number one, just a little teaser here. The number one ranked out in my model, absolutely playing. Might have to might have to do four or five different lineups just because when the number spits something this valuable back at you, you just Ooh. you gotta you gotta put it out there and see what happens. I have a feeling our models might be slightly different this week because my model unfortunately followed pretty closely to salary, which always annoys me when that happens. <laughs> Uh, because that's just wow. doesn't, doesn't seem fun then, to me. Then you're, you're going to be a little jelly of, of what my model is. Yeah, it sounds like I might like your model a little bit better this week. A little model uh, envy. But before we get into the ins and outs of that, so let's take a look at some – it's been a little while since we've updated you guys on our, our head-to-head matchup uh, scores this season so far. So Oof. I went back, looked at the fat, the last few that we haven't updated you on, added them all together, and we are within 20 points of each other. I have a slight 20-point lead over over Bud here, but um, we have been neck and neck pretty much all season. We've each had like one or two weeks where um, we've blown each other out and then come back and and, and pull it back close after that. So uh, 67-30 for me, 67-10 for Bud so far in the season. We are still early in the season, and we will continue this on and see where we land at the end. Uh, But that is where we lie on DK right now. And yeah, this is going to be. It, it's interesting. I, I do want. I want to look at as as we get into this. There was some of the stats that didn't seem to be up yet. Are they still? So some of the normal stats I, I go for weren't up this week, and I don't know why. Ooh. So I had to change my theories a little bit here. 
All right, before we get into theories, though, yeah, Oak Hill Country Club itself, yes. third one, third one of these, like we talked about ten years ago, is the last one. Uh, it's had three U.S. Opens, a couple U.S. AMs, a Ryder Cup, the aforementioned '95 Ryder Cup, uh, and but this seems to be a bigger beast of a course. They, you know, seventy-four hundred yards, par seventy. The par fives are no joke. Uh, there's really only one, you know, that they would speakable. Uh, scoring opportunity and it's a drivable par get the eggs out of your mouth it's a drivable par four but it's uphill to a protected green where most guys are just going to lay back and try to wedge it in and so i mean i i i don't think we're going to see a lot of low numbers i think it's going to be you're either going to have somebody hitting it incredibly well or just scrambling their ass off or Mm -hmm. a little combination of both so Oak Hill, it's going to be back, uh, bent grass greens. So if you're, if you're factoring that into your model, basically you want to look at the biggest, longest, beefiest courses that are par 70 with bent grass and build it from there. So yes. when you want to get into this now, or do we have a promo to run? I don't know how it works. I'm just here for <laughs> morale. No, we are definitely going to hear from underdog first. Cause I know personally, I've already set at least one underdog lineup for this week. I'm going to get in and send a, uh, set a couple more. Uh, before Thursday's uh, tea times, but get over to Underdog, use discount code DIVPIV, D-I-V-P-I-V, uh, and they'll match your first deposit up to $100, which is free money, people. If you've never been on the Underdog before, that first deposit, you're going to get it matched up to 100 So get Can't on there. three ninety nine. Do that and get in on the snake drafts for all your sports, but specifically get on there for the for the PGA because uh, we're winning money over here uh, on underdog and you got to get part of that. So let's take a, a quick chance. We'll take a, we'll hear a word from underdog. Contagious. We'll, we will be back as contagious. Just like whatever the hell is in my eye. I'm going to lose my mind, but I will be right back after this break. Underdog fantasy is here to save your post fantasy football season blues. The easiest place to play and win with the underdog fantasy app. Get up to 20 times your money in a single night with our pick M contests. Grab some insurance when setting your picks and win even when one pick fails. Go online now and use the promo code DIVPIV to double your deposit up to $100. Sit gingerbread. Good girl. I think I made it worse. <laughs> hey, do you you remember you remember there's something about Mary with Brett, <laughs> Brett Favre, Favre? Yes, yes. You, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. You look like you look like the guy who's yeah. He's got the st- stop messing with it. Stop. I, stop. I can't because it's oh every time I blink it moves but stays under my eyelid and I can't get it out. Oh. So we're 26 minutes and 49 seconds before the first camp reference, but summer of 2006, summer of 2006, I get up to Maine, you know, super early. I'm up here like May 1st and just helping out, get the camp ready. Um, I, I had just finished my first year of teaching and I was like, I'm not sticking around hot ass Florida. So I get up to Maine and I get poison Ivy all over my face. And so that's exactly, I know what this, I know where this is going and I feel for you. So those of you listening, just go, go watch. There's something about Mary and there's a couple scenes in there that will remind you of Andrew, but yeah, the, uh, the crush at the end. Speaking of, speaking of, speaking of what? <laughs> 
nothing. I had nowhere to go with that. So <laughs> let's talk golf. What, let's what, talk are, golf. what are you looking at this week? I want you to give me your key three, which is going to turn into, I don't fucking know how many you always go overboard. And then I might surprise you with mine. Yeah. So uh, putting an approach, I feel like I don't even have to say those each week. No, those are staying in here. Uh, but specifically for this course, let me pull this back up again. So I want to get the stat right. I'm going to pull out um, the stats. <laughs> uh, here, there, there's a higher average of uh, three putts per round here than there is on uh, your average tour event. Uh, so with that being said, uh, I want guys who are putting it better right now than, than most so that hopefully we can avoid some of those three putts. Um, and then approach that's been in there uh, for pretty much all season, so we're going to keep it there. The other one I want to get in there is strokes gained off the tee. Uh, driving accuracy is uh, about half as it is here compared to every other uh, tour event. So uh, we want guys who are going to find the fairway. Um, we want guys who are going to find the green and regulations. It's the same thing. It's harder to hit these greens than most tour events. Um, so we have those. And then, of course, because I like to f- mix in some specifics, uh, par 4 is 400 to 450. That's the most common hole on this course. And then uh, strokes gained par 5 as well. As well. You, you alluded to it earlier. The par 5s um, are a monster here, are beast. So I want, want guys who are going to hold their own on those. I like what you said there. You didn't say take advantage of them because there is no taking advantage of the, this course. Uh, yes. I do think that we're going to be in for a nice humbling ride. I don't think we're any, anything like Shinnecock a couple years ago. They don't uh-huh. do that to these courses. Also, at this time of year, you really can't you can't get them too you know really too much like the like like the summertime hot where you can get them freaking just burnt out and rolling. <clears throat> so yeah. I I like what you said there. I do think it was overboard and a little too much detail. Uh, you overthink these things, but then again, Hey, what do I know? I'm the golf guy and you're beating me. So I I kept it simple. I've got my key three, but, but it is a major week. So I tossed in a fourth and you'll see why here in a second. Uh, Calm down, junior. You you mentioned something pretty smart earlier and we're talking about off the tee and I, I got strokes gained off the tee. This is a long course. Mm -hmm. So, you know, who is going to be actually not just holding their own off the tee. Who's going to be using that to their advantage. You think about guys like John Rahm, uh, Scotty Scheffler is a, I mean, it's kind of his, his driver failed him on the back nine. I want to bring that up just because it benefited me, but I, I don't take that lightly. I mean, he, he, he's a bomber and he knows what he's doing with that thing. So Rory, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, guys like that, uh, people who actually the driver's a weapon. It's definitely not. So I, I saw kids pop up in my model. Uh, and, and he was triple digits. And I thought that's kind of where you belong on this. Like, yeah. he, that's what he talks about. He's like, man, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to bomb it out there. I can't, I can't hit it like these guys. So I got strokes gained off the tee strokes gained approach. Uh, we talk about how it is the singular. If you had to pick one statistic out of them all that truly measures <coughs> how well you're playing, it's strokes gained approach. So we got strokes mm-hmm. gained approach and strokes gained off the tee. I skipped putting. And here's why. Okay. And here's why. Hit me with it. I went proximity 175 to 200. Okay. And then I added proximity 200 plus. Makes sense for the par threes. The par threes. And yep. like you pointed out, almost every single hole is going to be a 175 to 200 shot. Sure. So my theory being whoever is just dialed in from that range if they're in position enough, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be in a position and they'll convert these guys. 
you know, somebody in that crowd will catch a hot putter if you're hitting it that close. Yes, uh, that's one true. would one would think these guys are that good. And I will say back to my back to my 31 putt massacre of my ego a couple weeks ago. Thing that kept on rolling in my mind is is that that's where I have not spent enough time is in the lab because the guy one of the guys that I was playing with shot 79. He didn't have a great day like myself, but he made like seven or eight putts from 10 12 15 feet to save yeah. these pars and that's where i was lacking i'm actually thinking about changing up the putter this weekend just to Oof. just for shits and giggles um because it's got to be the implement it can't be the player right can't be my fault that yeah. i i played that poorly but so there we go proximity approach and strokes gained off the tee and i gotta say i didn't hate what my model gave back to me I can't wait to see it because I'm not exactly in love with my model this week. If I'm to the point where I'm considering making some changes live here on the show, because I, I don't necessarily love what it's—I don't hate them all, but it's in my experience doing these models. Anytime that my model too closely resembles the salary structure, then I'm not—I'm not doing enough to. Why are you worried? And I'm, by the way, that that came out awful. I'm not trying to criticize. <laughs> I'm trying to understand. I'm literally right. just I'm literally just thinking about, like compared to all the times that I've gone with that model for some reason I don't know exactly why but for some reason other weeks that I do worse than than when my model spits out. So you're so. saying when you're when you're it's almost like in a weird way you're it, it makes you go fuck my thinking's too conventional I can't get any yes. leverage I can't nothing stands out nothing's creative and you you kind of have to think outside the box exactly um, I, I would love want, to see I, I want love to them. see the stats on how chalky winners are and how and how close this all runs out and that's out there somewhere but oh, I sure. get what you're saying yeah I want my model to do the the unconventional thinking for me and and by the way, my model doing the unconventional thinking for me allowed me to free my mind and spend a bunch of dough on somebody that my model says isn't going to work out. But mm -hmm. my gut says, you got to go with it. Sure. No, Ooh, I get that. Look at that teaser. I get that. I can't wait to hear it. So look, we'll, 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 we'll do it as we always do. We'll start in the salary range because there's some... Uh, we have an 11K range this week because we got both Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm up over 11K. Uh, Rahm 11.4, Scotty 11.2. And see, this is what I'm talking about. My model spit spit out. Scotty is number one and John is number two. And, uh, and I hate that. <laughs> it just bugs I'm me. Not, I'm, not far, I'm not far off. My, my model gave me Rahm at four and Scotty at nine. I mean, so that's sure. not – it's still single digits. But then again, those guys are not going to be anything but single digits. You look at their rankings across the stats. John yeah. Rahm is leading the tour in just about everything right now. So uh, I get it. And, and by the way, if – you know, truth gun to my head, I would play Rom over Scheffler just because of how shaky Scheffler was down the stretch last week. Yep. <clears throat> There's always, <clears throat> pardon me, good lord. There's always that bounce back <laughs> factor too. Champions like mm -hmm. that usually don't don't lay eggs back to back unless they're going down a deep dark hole. And sure. Scheffler's won a couple times already, so I don't see that happening. So I would give John Rom the nod there. I think he's also on, you know, not on a mission. All these guys are on a mission. I'm not going to be yeah. cliche about it. He's on a heater this year. He is absolutely yes. killing it. And betting against him is stupid. Not yep. going to spend the money for him because I like what else I got going on. Yes. And I think the ownership there would just be what what are those guys at? Yeah, so 17 Rom, and 15. Seven, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Rom 17, Scheffler 15. Yep. Yeah, which which is crazy, but then that brings up Rory McIlroy sitting there at ten thousand seven hundred, who's sitting at only around like ten percent right now, ownership wise. Um, 
And I, something's still telling me not to play Rory right now. I know he got off to a hot start this season, but missing the cut at the players, missing the cut at the Masters, and then a T47 at the Wells Fargo. Um, I'm not seeing it with my eye right now. Like Something looks off. Oh, hold it. on, pause, 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 pause. <laughs> but like you run, said, he did stop, just – Sorry. Run that back. You're not what? Seeing it with my my eyes. I said eye, didn't I? Eyes. Yeah. I said I forgot the eyes. Which eye are we talking about, Andrew? <laughs> Seeing it with my – well, if, if, we're, if we're talking about this eye right here, <laughs> then no wonder why something looks off. But <laughs> In case you were wondering, I have seen your baseball. Not the same character, same movie <laughs> reference. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. And you know me. I like to go against the grain a little bit. Shouts to Andrew Perloff, DP show alum, because he's watching, I'm sure. Uh, (laughs) But I like to be a little contrarian and go with my gut here. I have him highlighted. I'm not, I, he's not in every lineup. I think he, he's not going to yeah. make my main lineup against you because unless all of a sudden I feel squirrely or I see something on social media, cause he is, he's a true champion of all champions. And he did just have a, like I said, he had a sit down with the Godfather recently. Well, and that's the interesting part. And sometimes <laughs> we talk about strokes gained home life. Yep. And that kind of, that kind of juju right there. And I'll tell you, my model spits him out as second because you do look at what I'm, what I'm valuing in its length. And homeboy's got length, not girth though. He's got a nice V shape to him. The uh, but he can hit it a mile, and he can launch it. I mean, he can. As I would say, hoist. You okay there, Bubba? Yes. He can hoist those irons yes, way into the air, and and when he's putting well, I mean, any of these guys—that's cliche too. When any professional touring pro, when the putter is hot, mm-hmm. it seems everything else will follow. So I've got him highlighted, but in, in the 10K range. I got to go with Brooksy. It's major championship Brooksy. He was so close yep. at Augusta. You know, it's he's back. I do think he is back. And I'm does seem like he is. It does. And so he ranks out 48th in my model. But then again, our models are based on PGA Tour statistics. Exactly. So you do have to look at these live players of a little skewed, a little right? bit closer with, uh, with your own uh, kind of judgment on some of these things for sure. I, I like yeah, that we're not said. breaking down tape on the live tour. No, 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 no. Uh, but look, so I, I, the Rory part is a risk because he could come out here and do good, like you said, with whatever he talked to Tiger about it, figured out. And if you can get early season Rory at around 10, 11% ownership, that is fantastic. That is amazing. Uh, but the guy I feel even more confident about playing in that 10K range is is Morikawa this week. Why are you confident in Colin Morikawa? I knew I knew you were going here. Why are you confident in Colin Morikawa? Because he's one of those guys, like oh, you said. Blow. No, like you said, that <laughs> you said earlier in the show that like 175 to say like 250 were those guys who can who can drop it in like a lawn dart, you know. That's Colin. The one thing that's he been can, failing but him he is hasn't been. been. Ah, the numbers would disagree with you over his past twenty-four yeah, rounds in this field. Numbers. He's top five in strokes gained approach. Uh, he's uh, top ten in uh, strokes gained par fives. Uh, top ten in par fours, four hundred to four fifty as well. The one thing that has been holding him back recently has been the putter. And like you said, these guys can turn that on at any point they need to. This feels like at, at Look at for ten. All right, 000. all right, all right. I just looked at the numbers. You're you're okay. Yeah. They're yes, yeah, okay. and yeah. and I didn't even mention the best number yet. Can you guess what the number? Well, what the 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 group 
the category of number is gonna be here. It's gonna I'm gonna because I just fumbled that. It's gonna be ownership because he's under seven percent projected ownership right that. now, which is fan freaking tastic. I don't care. I've got him blacklisted <laughs> until he comes out of the closet. And let me rephrase that. He comes out of whatever hole he's been in recently. And it's a mental thing. I mean, you, you are right. He's a true it is champ. A mental thing. He's a PGA champ. He's been here before. And sometimes you get into those familiar feelings and everything starts clicking again. And I will agree with you that um, while I'm a big fan of Rory hoisting his irons, I mean, shit, when Taylor made did their promos a couple of years ago, they took all the players and they put them in scenarios of where they're most comfortable and they gave them challenges, yada, yada, yada. And yep. his was, we understand that you can hit your six iron like most tour pros hit their wedge. And he's like bouncing it off the, the flag stick. So, yes, I agree. He, he, is, he, he is that guy, or as the kids would say, yep. he is him this week. But I don't think he is going to be him this week. I okay. do think that I do think that I like that we disagree on that in that little 10K sandwich. You can have the Morikawa. I'll keep the bread. That's fine. That is fine. But that brings us down into the 9K range. This is where things I think might fun. get. This is fun. Nine, this nine is and 8K are fun. Because this is what, for what I'm seeing here on the numbers and like the projected ownership numbers, it seems like. There's still a good amount of people that are paying, like we said, 17, 15% roughly for Ram and Scheffler up there. Uh, but the 10K range does seem to be going largely ignored with Rory around 10, 11, with Colin Morikawa under 7, and with Brooks around 11, 12%. So it looks like a lot of people are either starting up high, then filling in low, and then they're they're landing back in the 9K range here, or maybe they're just starting in the 9K range because there's a lot of ownership. In here, we got Tony Finau around nineteen percent. We got um, where was it? Uh, Xander's at twenty. Xander's, Patrick Cantlay's at sixteen. I was just exactly, going there too. Yeah. Those, there, I mean, there's some, there's some hot chalky potential there because when you talk about you know people who are you know, throwing darts with their irons, X going to give it to you. The kid, the, he that's yeah. one of his things. If you ever saw videos of him doing drills with his dad, he would, you know, he he'll sit there and hit irons with his eyes closed, or his dad, you know, he would take a backswing. His dad would tell him to hold it, and then he would just do different timings in his own head. His dad would then say, "All right, swing," and he would finish it. And he's flushing these things. These guys are robots in their machines, and when they're dialed in, they're dialed in. Patrick Cantlay, yeah. uh, it, it is when he again he has one of those big strokes. <laughs> Those big putting strokes that when he gets it rolling, very smooth. We saw it in the FedEx Cup chase down a couple of years ago. I I do like Xander, but I, I'm not going to eat that kind of chalk because no, it's too much. I, I, there's something weird and sneaky about Jordan Spieth at five percent. I don't. Again, I'm a conspiracy I theorist. I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that it was a wrist injury. I think it was just a rest injury. Okay. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. I mean, let me give that. Let, in fairness to him, these guys like NFL play, yeah, like NFL players. There's always something they can yeah, do. Always, they're mostly because, always playing someone injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A different definition of injured. Sure. I'm not going to go with him though because he, I mean he he doesn't fit like you say he doesn't fit my eye. And and mm -hmm. and I wasn't busting your balls. That that is the right way to say it. it doesn't fit my eye. But when you've got your eye, it's a little different than my sparkling pools <laughs> tonight. So he doesn't fit my eye with this course because he's a scrambler. He's left and right. He's going to spray is. it all over the place. And you can't win. I mean, I guess you can win a major championship. We saw that at him do it at the Open where he was hitting it over the TV towers and stuff. But I do think it's going to be much more of a pure, you know, consistent game. Mm-hmm. 
for this. So I don't, I would love to throw some, throw him some love because that's like, that's great leverage, you know, for a major championship. But then again, he could also get on the, on the driving range Thursday morning and tweak this wrist and I could be eating mm-hmm. crow next week. So in that nine uh, K range, who do you like? Who, who's, who's tickling your fancy? So the guy in this nine K range that I am going to um, put out for um, would be uh, Patrick Cantlay, 9,700 around 16% ownership. Um, I like his game right now. He, he sets up well for the, he's number one on the field off the tee and number one in the field on par fives. Uh, so I really like what he's bringing to the table for this course. I think this course fits him well. Um, so give me Patrick Cantlay there. And then also lower in the nine K range, um, Victor Hovland. Victor Wichter. At 9,100 under 10% projected ownership right now. This break through soon. Yeah, and he's he he keeps he's one of those guys that I know we say it about so many guys all the time. He's one, one of those, those guys. He's one of those guys that puts together three fantastic rounds, but then has one round that's not necessarily terrible. But I mean, it's he just, was in position at Augusta this year. Yeah, but but then it's just that one round that is just too pedestrian to get him over that hump. To, Great to word. Win. Great so, word. Thank you. Sundays. <laughs> sun, hey, hey. <clears throat> Sundays are for sprinters. Uh, I like I like I like that, and mostly yeah. because that's not at all who I have in my nine K range. You got two guys Perfect. highlighted for consideration because they both rank out in my top ten and for different. And I got them highlighted for different reasons. One it. is Mr. Tony Finau. If I've got to eat some chalk, I will eat it with Tony because he's coming off of a win recently, oh. and my 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 models got him seventh. That's also and so much chalk though. He's right around twenty percent as well. <laughs> So hey, I can afford it. I can afford it, and you'll see why in a little bit. Okay, uh, okay. But the other one that I got, he's so seven and eight right there is Cam Young, and Cam Young yep. single digits in the green for projected ownership. Guy can fucking bomb it. Did there's a video recently? You should put it up. We gotta we gotta put it up on our divots and pivots feed or reshare where he it was like a challenge. He would take his his backswing and yeah. they would call out a shot. Did you see that? Like high oh, fade, yes. low cut. Yes, and I then did he see would that. try to hit it. He made like five or seven of them. Mm-hmm. And one of them was medium straight. And I just thought to myself, like, that's okay. kind of how I see myself, just a medium well, straight. Because I've, I've seen a, a challenge where Justin Thomas did something similar with that, but they were calling out different yardages he yeah. had to hit with his six iron. Oh, no, his four yeah. iron. Yeah, it's you, he could only use crazy, his four right? iron and they'd tell him 87 yards. Oh, they like, did it with <laughs> Scheffler. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty cool. I mean, that's, but that's what we talk about the difference between decent golfers good golfers and like these guys uh even even some of the guys that that i'm gonna be playing with in a couple weeks at uh i think it's andover country club oh yeah is where is where the mass am qualifier that i got uh, redemption right, yeah. song um i'm playing with a couple of guys who one is a plus 1.3 and the other one's like a 0.8 and so it's like mm-hmm. one of those things where okay i mean still that's the mental game where that doesn't affect how i swing the club but the exactly. point i'm gonna say is even as good as they might be and as I, you know, aspire to be, these the, the the tour pros, it's a different fucking level. Can't fi- can't fire guitarist versus you know Jimi Hendrix. And so <laughs> I, I Cam Young is Cam Young's one of those dudes who who can bomb it when he's dialed in, he's so close to 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 winning uh mm-hmm. some of these big tournaments, rookie of the year, and he's gonna break through. So I'm gonna like me like some it. Cam Young and if I I might do I might do um, a couple I might do a lineup with Tony in there just because I do believe in him. Okay, I like it. 
let's uh let's let's keep trugging forward into the AK range though because uh we want to make sure we get all you guys listening and watching here as many picks as we and can. girls and girls and so girls guys, so guys, well, oh, you know what I meant I meant guys as a asshole I know I can't say. <laughs> cancel my ass I guess fuck it hang it up two Bugs. seasons in we're canceled <laughs> But let's get into the AK range because I, I'm curious to get. I'm pretty sure I know your take on this, uh, but because we, we've we've talked about it before. But uh, Jason Day coming off the win this past week, uh, are you interested in playing him this week? No, even? not at all. So uh, even though he actually does shape up quite well for this course, you're just still it's the it's the hangover as the because I feel the same way. Honestly, I, I want to play him because he's been so good this year, and but it does almost. I'm scared that. He's going to feel that weight of I finally won again, lifted off his shoulder, and he's going to lose just a little bit of edge to him for this one week only. If that if that projected ownership dropped down in the single digits, I'd take a look at it. But at yeah. 12, 13 percent, um, I, I, I liked and it's not. And it actually, the funny thing is, is my take on the day. The day question is not whether or not I like him. Yeah. It's whether or not, you know, I'm, I'm going to play him. I'm just not going to play him because I like other things more. It's not like I'm like, oh, stay the fuck away. As a matter of fact, you, the point you just made, the guy can bomb it. He's in form, obviously. He's coming yeah. off and he's won a PGA championship before. You know, he falls into that kind of Justin Thomas. Nobody saw nobody saw Justin Thomas coming last year. Nobody. I know. Like, and, and, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, he shoots, you know, seven under on the final day. And it's like, what, what? So, you know, Jason day yeah. does have that firepower to do something like that. Now we'll see. I hope they've got this freaking course tweaked, especially because Justin Thomas threw a little shade at it uh, earlier <laughs> in the, in the press. And I, I love that he's real. Um, but he made a good point. It's like, it snowed here like a month ago. So, you know, you do the math, like this, yeah, this, this place can't be as, is kind of crisp as they're as they're used to being challenged so, on. Well, so I, I did I did see because I've been seeing a lot of um, guys like Ben Griffin have been posting a lot to TikTok and to Facebook, showing videos of them out with their practice rounds this week so far, um, and kind of critiquing the course as they go. And they, and they have said that the, this course has been uh, they haven't let anybody on the course yet this season. Obviously, like you said, it just snowed like a month ago. They probably yeah. weren't even open. Uh, but so no one's no one's played on this course in, in the last six months. Um, so they I mean, it's got to be immaculate. So, but that it looked it. They it, he the things Ben Griffin was saying was that the rough was long and sticky. Uh, so it's so that, it seems that like, like north that northeastern or northern exactly. bluegrass. Yeah, so uh, it feels like this is going to be the the best possible scenario that they could have done, given the circumstances of the weather. They you know whatever in the area like i think the course is going to be in the best condition that it could See, have possibly need, been in. this is where we need the guys from plus money golf because i'm sure one of them can tell me what's the over under right now for finishing score and i gotta think it's got to just be nine and a half right like it's got to be it's got to be talking i'll look it up it's got to be double digits oh perfect while you're looking it up i'll go into my my 8k range yeah, so let's keep it going. we already took we already took jason day off the board for me now yeah dust dustin johnson is automatically highlighted because He's coming off a win, and maybe he's a little pissed off for not getting love. He likes to win. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go out there and play my golf, and you know, it'll take care of itself. I'm not really worried about anything. Bullshit. These guys are super jazzed, and so he's coming off a win from Live, and he might be thinking like, I got a little something to prove. And he's got two of the three leg, you know, two two of the four. Sorry, excuse me, uh, major championships, and maybe he's thinking to himself, my career's not over. I can still do this. so I got him highlighted, but he's 26th in my model. That's not too deep. That's not too out, outside the box to be playing that. But right below him, Max Homa, 
ranks out 19th in my model at 8,700. That's some pretty good value for Maxi. Yeah, I like um, Max this week. I like him because he he too fits this this course. Not in the sense that he's a bomber, but when he's te- when he's uh, you know, when he's tuned in and everything's clicking, he can hit it long. He's got all the shots. And, you know, when he, if he's rolling it, he's rolling it. But the other two guys are <coughs> like in the, in the, uh, geez, man, in the 8K range <laughs> for different reasons. Shane Lowry ranks out 13th in my model and he's a major okay. champ and he does fit this course. You know, he does well at places like Bay Hill where you've got to be able to have these long approach shots and roll it. Uh, but the other one is Tyrrell. Tyrrell oh, Madden. you took my guy there. Tyrrell is Tyrrell? someone I was very excited to play this week. I'm very excited for Tyrrell, too. And he's 45th in my model, so it's not a numbers play for me. It's a gut play because he's in form. Yep. Um, I loved his interview when he got to the tower. I like what the PGA Tour is doing. They're bringing these guys. It's, it's, I know. It's I'm loving very, that, too. It's, it's very NBA, NFL, right? Like post-game. Yeah. Hey, tell me about what just happened, Tom. Well, you know, but 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 in golf, it's almost the equivalent of going into the clubhouse and having a beer. You yeah. know, instead of going having that post round drink, come talk to the fans real quick. And I love that John Rom's like, oh, I will for sure be in a broadcast booth. Um, yeah. He's by the time they do it, by the time they do it, it, they'll be doing. What'd you say? So he's all gung ho about it. Yeah. I thought you said, don't call me Bubba. And I was like, what the fuck got into you, dude? <laughs> Jesus. That is the eye taking over, the all-seeing eye. It so I like Shane Lowry, but I love me some Tyrrell Hatton uh, on a yes. gut play this week. I don't hate Tommy Fleetwood. I just don't yeah. know if he's got the 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 off the tee firepower to keep up all week. And that's such a weak, weak cliche thing for me to say. But yeah, doesn't mean it's not true. Because I'm not completely sold on Fleetwood, the fact that his ownership is close to 15%, that's the main reason. I'm like, if I'm not completely sold on him, I'm not going to pay that ownership uh, price for him. Uh, but once we get down here into the 7K range, Ooh. there is definitely some ownership leverage that I am going to be taking care of. And I'll start us off towards at the top of the 7K range here because I do like some guys uh, mid and lower as well. But first and foremost, I do like Corey Connors this week. Uh, coming off a tee at the Wells Fargo, uh, under 7% projected ownership, 7,900. Uh, he's that type of accurate long hitter off the tee that can take advantage of this course. So I like Corey Connors. And then I also like Taylor Moore at 7,800, also under 8% projected ownership. Uh, look, he, he won the Valspar, and then from there, T39 at the Masters, T11 at the Heritage, and T27 at Wells Fargo. So Taylor Moore's been in good form this year. He's made his last five cuts at least, uh, 20 of 27 cuts made this year. Uh, he ranks top five in putting, and he's still top 25 off the tee as well. So the, he's a guy that I think can go tee to green. Uh, I don't disagree with Taylor Moore. Noise. I think Taylor Moore did me good, uh, did me good. Car ran good. Um, <laughs> there, there actually is a good – Rick run good is uh, yes. sports. But yeah, you He's good. Yeah, I, he was one of the first golf guys that I started watching before I entered the space myself. So, uh, yeah, Rick, Rick Gelman is uh, – he's, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's Rick, fantastic. I'd love Rick, to have him on the show. I've talked to him a couple times. He's a great guy. Oh, Rick, let's do it. Uh, talk talk to the caddy guy. Uh, talk to our boy, the cat. Uh, uh, cut, Cutter. Cutter the caddy. Sorry. Cutter, yes. Ooh, <laughs> you just call him again. caddy boy? Caddy boy. Get me caddy. <laughs> He would appreciate it, and then he, he would, would have some, he, he would he would appreciate it. it, and he would have some incredibly off color remark that oh, would be funny as shit. Uh, buy his book, boy. by the way. It's, it's worth it. Uh, after taking it, Caddy Boy. You know, uh, after taking a gander, uh, that's what I say. After taking a gander, it's a great coffee table book for a man cave, perfect, a sports yeah. room, 
your actual living room because it would catch people off guard. Uh, wonderful, wonderful bathroom book, as they would say back in the uh, pre, hey, kids, gather around. Before we had cell phones, uh, people would take like magazines and books. There was like, John, the, you know, the, the bathroom reader and like this, the world almanac and shit like that. Cutter the Caddy has a wonderful book and it's funny as hell. Look him up. Right here. Love. And just, just to give you a little teaser of what's in here, that's the type of stuff you can expect. Uh, where Cutter says to it to the golfer, you got a Joe Pesci, an ugly four footer. So it's the type of little quick one letters that is fantastic in this book and makes it fun reading. So definitely go check it out, like Bud's saying. Well, look, so who who do you have here in the seven K range? I know build a mile lineup right now. I have to dip into the six K here at some point. Me so as I well. Sure, I want to make well. sure we get there. So let's. Uh, who do you have in seven K here? Fourteenth in my model, and he's from the live live world, which means we're going to get some value. But he's still, I think, ten or twelve percent owned. Joaquin Neiman, mm. uh, and at seventy nine, that's a little pricey. So I might drop down and eat some chalk and get Wyndham Clark if I have to because of form. <sighs> Wyndham Clark, but, I know, but. But when you see ownership that that that's 14, 15% in the 7K, that's not a ton of value. So we're going to yep. go down a little further at 7,100. Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim is in form. So I don't care if he is chalky because the guy's a freaking winner and he was, and he was doing really well. He was doing really well last week. Uh, and then Gary Woodland. When I saw Gary Woodland at 7,100 rank out third in my model, mm-hmm. I can't, I, I, I gotta, I gotta load up on that. So <clears throat> I, I do like those. Gary. I do like Gary Woodland and his stinger. If you do remember, he won at Pebble. Now, Pebble is not – he won his U.S. Open at Pebble, and Pebble is yeah. not abusively long, but it is abusive and it's rough, so you have to be accurate and long because whether the course is long or not, these yeah. guys are so good that you've got to be long to put yourself in position because over four days, uh, your wedge will beat even Colin Morikawa's six iron over four days. So I like Gary Woodland at 7,100. Yeah, and so when you said live guy, I thought you were actually going to go a different direction here because this guy popped in my model and has fantastic projected ownership, uh, and that's Abraham Answer at seventy five hundred. Oh, I don't hate he's, that. He's he's the under- other Joaquin Neiman. The exactly right. They're about the same size. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, he's right now projected only 2.9% ownership. Uh, he has a, his last three appearances on tour being the Memorial, the Open, and the Masters. So it, it, only the big ones, really. And going back to last season, uh, all top 40 finishes for him on tour. Uh, so this he could be a guy that could pay off some value down here. But we do need to talk about the 6K range. because Why, why is that? Now, why is that? Because I think we're, I think we are, and I think a lot of other people are spending, are going to have to spend money up top, whether that 10K range or that nine chalky 9K range, it's going to have to happen. We're going to have to break some bank down here in this, in the 6K range. And we're going to go back to two of my show favorites that I always mention on the show. It seems we're bringing them back. Adam Svensson, 6,600. You under four under four percent projection. He's my Akshay. He's your Akshay. I, I claim AB. I'm Team AB all day. That's fine. Yeah, but you Adam Svensson, team. I'm going back to him at 6,600. Then the other guy that I that I am going to take a, a a shot on this week at 6,500, also under three percent projected ownership, is Nick Taylor. Uh, who's an awesome I don't hate good that form. just because Nick Taylor always seems to have his name up there early in the weeks, and all it takes is one week for somebody to break through. So, here's yes. what we've been talking about all week ranks out first, first in my model. And my numbers did not lie to me last week, so I'm going to go with it this <laughs> week. Mr. Brendan Steele at 6,600. 
seventh in strokes okay. gained approach, ninth in strokes gained off the tee, fourth in strokes gained proximity, 175 to 200, and fifth, fifth in 200 plus. This course, if there was ever a horse, a 6K horse for a course, yep, it's Brendan Steele. So nice. there you have it, folks. You heard it here first. Brendan. Oh, and before we go any further, I'm, I'm I'm sad that I can't have a couple of lineups with a 6K John Daly in it this week. He had to, he had to pull out. He got a knee replacement. He got a knee replacement recently, and he said, you know, the healing isn't there yet. He's got to wait a little longer. JD, we're with you. Speedy recovery, Holmes. Still my favorite line I think ever. By this is a lot. So, but the, uh, car, the current one in my head that is sticking is my favorite in my head right now is, uh, you can't pull fat. That's why I'm never injured. It's just, it's been the one that keeps reoccurring in my head, but he's had so many that are just fantastic. Uh, so got to love that. But look, guys, that is going to do it for us here on Divots and Pivots tonight. Tune in shortly here. I would tell you a time, but you know what? The guys over Plus Money Golf, they keep pulling an audible. Every time I tell you a time on this show that they're coming just on, stick they around. come on an hour. So just stick, stick around. around on either Rumble or on YouTube. Wait for them to be seen as live on Fantasy Sports Corporation because they're going to have all your betting knowledge that you need this week. I'm Andrew. This is Bud. We are Divots and Pivots, and we will see you next week to talk about how we crushed the PGA Championship. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> Shut up.